Hi there, everybody. I'm Jack Church, and this is my podcast, The Jack Church Show. Well, today we're going to tackle a somewhat tricky subject. For those of us who have experienced the loss of our loved one, our husband or our wife, or maybe even it was through divorce, whatever it was, you now find yourself alone in this world. A term that I have kind of heard and can identify with is called uncoupled. Now, in my case, I was coupled with my wife since high school. No, we didn't get married in high school, but we first met in high school, dated through our senior year, then broke off for about a year and a half while we went off to college, then got back together and got married while in college. And we were married just a shade over 37 years. Made it into our 50s until Pam had to off and go to heaven. About a year ago now. Still not happy about it, but I've got to deal with it. Now, I'm probably going to say, hopefully my kids aren't listening to this podcast. I don't think they listen to them. Because we're going to say a few things that will be for the mature audiences and probably for non-family members as well. A couple of things, too, I want to mention. When we're uncoupled, so to speak, the list of things that we miss is endless. I think most of us would agree we don't even realize all the different things that we miss until it happens. Everything from just simple things like when you come home from work and wanting to share a story with someone, to someone to take a walk with, someone to plan a vacation with, someone to ask, what do you think about our son's (laughs) in-laws? I like them, in fact. But you know what I'm saying. It's just, I can't even begin to imagine all the things. And then there's that loss of intimacy. I hope you had a good sex life. I'm going to tell you, I was married to a tiger in that department. She was fantastic. We had a lot of fun. It seems like it got even better after the kids were out of the house in college and off on their own. I mean, we had some crazy times, good times. So that's probably near the top of the list. I miss that. And I was blessed to have a hot wife. Now, a lot of people say they have a hot husband or wife, and in their eyes, they're hot. We might look and go, hmm, I don't think so. But you know what? We're not to judge, and that's not being nice. I can say, though, my wife was hot. She was 5'4", 117 pounds, 115, 17. And, I mean, she had... The, uh, what they used to call the hourglass figure. It was a beautiful, stunning figure. Beautiful olive skin. Very smooth to the touch. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I loved her caboose. Oh boy, she had a good one. And you know, those are the things that us as a couple remember. There's nothing dirty or wrong about that. It's part of being married. It's part of being in a relationship. So that part of the relationship gone along with everything else. I'm thankful I had it. And then I get sad thinking it'll never happen again. But that's where we get to the point of today's program. We're gonna talk a little bit about dating. And let me go ahead and tell you, I've not been on a date since my wife passed away. I've had a couple of coffee meetings, if you will couple of different ladies that I met for coffee. I met this one 
woman who, I'll tell you, she was hot. She was like Pam, and she'd lost her husband a few years ago. And I would have liked to have gotten to know her even more, maybe done some things with her. And then she did this. She goes, you're not ready. Oh boy, how many of you have heard that? It's like, why do people on the other side get to tell us we're not ready? Do they know something we don't know? I don't know, maybe they do, but anyway, basically she blew me off. And then she tried to contact me a few other times and I thought, no, I'm not even gonna go down that road. Now, let me tell you, I'm not on the prowl, not at all. In fact, the very thought of ever marrying someone else is like, no, no, not for me at least, maybe for some. But for me, the deal is, I mean, Pam and I knew each other since high school. We were so intertwined together. I knew everything there was to know about her and her about me over the years. And we shared little inside jokes and little secrets and little talks that only someone who's been together a long time share. So the thought of marrying somebody else at this stage in life and starting all over, it's like, I don't think I can do it. Now, some of you out there listening may say, no, I can, and maybe some of you have, and you went, it worked out fine. And I really am happy for you. I really am. But let's talk about just that first step of trying to maybe go on a date. And why would we want a date? In my case, and in talking with other widows, widowers, and divorcees, what we all have in common is we're lonely. We get tired of doing things alone. And we have other friends or couples that might invite you to go somewhere, and it's always like a third wheel. And you can't help it if the couple you're with is holding hands or exchanging a kiss or whispering some little secret in the other, you know, it's like, wow, I had that, it's gone. And you miss it. So being single, going out with another couple, not that great. Now I've done a couple of things when I flew back east and spent a few days with my kids and we had some outings. That's a totally different experience. And with other family members, totally different. A couple of old friends of mine from high school, we'd get together. That's all good. But in the end, it doesn't feed that need we have to, to have someone somewhat close to us to do things with, someone that we can laugh with, someone that we can make plans with for a Saturday and give us something to look forward to throughout the week. Now back on the issue of sex. See, I was raised that you just don't have sex outside of marriage. And that's kind of a bummer because I miss sex. So I don't know. Is that why some people you think just get married again? So they can have sex? I don't know. Not sure if that'll ever happen again. The sex that is. And again, I hope you're comfortable talking about that. We're all adults here, I think. It's just a reality. So what have I done to maybe find someone to at least spend some time with? Well, first of all, I'm looking at maybe moving to a larger metro area because I live in a small, area right now that is filled with retirees and I'm still working for a living and uh, the pickings are pretty slim. So I'm thinking I need to go somewhere with a more active outgoing population and I've actually got a friend of mine who she had lost her husband a few years ago who left this area for that very reason. She moved to Phoenix and she said it's the best thing she ever did for her social life, her mental 
uh, you know, how she felt mentally, just everything. She says she feels more alive being in an area with more people, uh, more people in our age group who are still active and getting out there. And she just says it's made a world of difference. I, I've just got to get up the courage to make that move because I still have to work for a living. I'm hoping the podcast might be my answer to that as I continue to grow and hopefully get sponsors. Maybe I can live anywhere I want. My kids, they'd like me to come to the Nashville area. So I've looked at that and that's a booming area. I'm not a fond, I'm not real fond of the climate there. I like the West Coast climate, but who knows? And that brings me to the idea of online meeting someone. That seems to be the way it goes nowadays. And I did register for that match.com at first and that was just lousy. I, I, I discontinued it rather quickly. And part of the problem was to, um, it just it, it just wasn't the right thing. And then I found this other one called Elite Singles. And I signed up on it. And, and maybe it's work for you, maybe it's not. But I will tell you, the thing I've noticed is the quality of candidates. I don't know if you want to call it the quality, and I'm not being snooty or whatever, but it does seem to be um, better. And what I immediately noticed, though, was that when I changed the range and took it out of where I'm living now, the small area I'm in, in Oregon, and switched it, for example, I switched it to Nashville. It was like a whole different world. There were tons and tons of, of women on there, some of which who were widowed, some who were divorced, some who'd never been married, but it just seemed to be a lot more active a community, and that's what my friend had told me who moved to Phoenix. But now here's where I do have a problem with some of these online apps. First of all, on mine, I'm very honest and open in my profile. I talk about that I was widowed. And I talk about when it asks you, what are you looking for in a woman? I just come straight up and say, people who say they're not looking for someone like they were married to, they're lying. So I describe what Pam was like. And I say, I'm not looking for another Pam, but somebody with these same qualities, as well as the physical attributes, that's all important. And so in my profile, I put pictures of me, and then I sprinkle in a couple, three pictures of me and Pam so they can see us doing some of our activities, like at the beach and the golf course, so they can see her and get an idea of who I'm talking about. And then I also love to do cooking, and I put some cooking photos on there of things that I've prepared, dishes and things like that. And again, I'm not putting photos on there from 1988, 1994. These are all photos. The photos of me that I put on there are now. The ones of Pam and I are in the year before she got ill. So they're no more than a couple of years old. So I'm very open, honest with both my photos and what I put in my profile. Well, what I'm finding is though, and this is really irritating, it's not a lot but some of them it is. You'll look at a, a, a profile may come up and she says she's 52 years old. I'm going, okay, there you go, that's in my wheelhouse. And then you look at the photos and you can tell they're from like 1984 high school and college. There's nothing else. It's like, why are you doing that? I don't care what you used to be like. I wanna know what you're like now. And so I guess what I'm saying is, for those of us that are out there and looking at these apps, 
let's do one another uh, a good service here and be honest with our photographs and the information we put in the bios and answering the questions. It's very, very important that we do that. And I have found some pretty decent matches and I've actually started a conversation with a couple of women in the Nashville area who have current photos. We've actually spoke on the phone. We're kind of getting to know each other. And they're kind of looking for what I am, just a really good friend to hang out with and do some things with. They're lonely too. and. Um, they know that I don't live there yet, and I've told them that I'm looking into it, and, and we'll see. But I think, too, we just enjoy talking to each other on the phone, just having a connection. Someone in the same boot, to, a boat to share some of our concerns with, and what we're looking for. And so that was kind of fun. And now that brings me to this next little thing I want to mention. If you've lost someone, I was watching uh, the program call the other night, and I've never seen it before. Somehow or another, I landed on the show called The Connors. It's a spinoff from The Roseanne Show. And Dan, who is her husband, is now widowed in the show, The Connors. From what I read online later and found out, I guess Roseanne Barr said something outrageous, so they took her off the show. So the way to get her off the show was to kill her off the show. But anyway, it's funny how some of these shows, though, can have a pretty decent message to them. Well, Dan has found somebody that he really enjoyed talking with, he met, and um, they went out to dinner and uh, took a walk and seemed to be going really well. And then he stopped talking to her. He stopped taking her calls, he just cut her off. And this, oddly enough, for some little TV sitcom was so telling and so on target. His daughter is sitting with him at the kitchen table and Dan is obviously sad. He's kind of upset with himself. And she goes, why did you cut her off? Why did you do that, Dad? And he's like, I, I just couldn't do it. He says, when it came down to it, I, I just couldn't continue the relationship. I just can't. And then his daughter says the most profound thing. And boy, it hit home with me. And I'm betting it will with some of you. She goes, Dad, it's, it's not that you don't want to be out with someone else and to share some fun with and have good times with, she said, you still believe that mom's gonna walk through that door. And I apologize if you're listening, I'm almost bringing myself to tears thinking about that. Again, think about what she said. You're afraid to have another relationship because you still think mom's gonna walk through that door. Friends, I'm here to tell you that I think that's part of my problem in thinking about the future. I still think somehow Pam will walk through our door. I still have nights where I pull up in the driveway and I halfway expect to see her open the door for me. So I've got to get past that. I've got to put that to rest. Pam's not coming back. Just the same as your Mary, your John, your Philip, your Teresa, whatever their names are, if they've passed on, they're not coming back through that door. And if you're divorced and your ex is remarried, odds are they're not coming back for you either. So that's our big step. If we're going to go out there into this brave new dating world that we have to remind ourselves 
that our loved one is not coming through the door again. Wow, it hurts just saying that, but it's true. And I'm getting closer. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I know in my heart, I do want to open myself up to the possibility of meeting someone special and sharing some good times with them because if I live to the average life expectancy in the United States for men, I've got another 30 years to go, 25, 30 years probably. And that's a long time to just be alone. It's not like I'm 80 and lost Pam, It'd be a different ball game then. So just a few things to think about. I hope you enjoyed our program. If you find this helpful, be sure and uh, share it with others and tell them about the show. And uh, I'd really appreciate the support, I really would. So that's about it for now. Thanks again for joining me here on the Jack Church Show. You guys have a great day and we're gonna all work together to make it a better tomorrow. Bye now.